The Morning Jam with Janet Rose and Mark Lamb. Transnational theft. We've got Marco Galbraith on the line. Good morning, Marco. I don't know. I, good morning. I don't know how the transitional theft is working when we've got such a secure border. I just can't. I can't imagine. Yeah, it's it. crazy, isn't it? How, yeah, how, how is this world, happening? How did they get in? I, I just can't imagine. So is this a term um, you've heard or you're familiar with? Probably. You know, it, it's brand new and there's going to be a lot of brand new terms coming up because of that southern border. But it, it's it's new, but they'll travel the country. Here's the problem. We don't have any of these people on facial recognition, and we don't have their fingerprints. So it's a free-for-all to come into the country and do whatever you want to do. There's no consequences. It's very hard to catch them. Mm. Marco, I... We don't know know them. I I know you you did a podcast yesterday, and if you could address what that's about to to inform our listeners, um, but I've noticed... I mean, this is what you do, but I've noticed even with you, there there's an uptick of urgency when yes. I see, when I see your post because there is an uptick in urgency. Yeah, uh, the FBI uh, and DOJ uh, just came out Monday and said there's an urgency with national security and terrorism because of what they've led into the border. Now they didn't come out and say that, but but we all know if. Right. If this administration is going to allow that to come out at election time, it's bad. It's really, really bad because normally they would hide that because it's their failure. Right. But if, if the DOJ and FBI director is going to come out and say we are at a high level of the risk of terrorism right now because of what happened in Israel, because of our open border, that's bad. That's really bad if they're going to admit that. And so Sunday... At my office, uh, we did a national security briefing, and we kind of just told people, kind of like what you guys do on the show, you talk about a story, and then you talk about the backside, the facts of the story, because the news is just putting out that everything is rainbows and unicorns and lollipops. Yeah, we're just trying and to figure out the headlines like everybody else, you know? Exactly, and, and there's always a backstory to it, and there's always the truth to it. So that's what we did at our office. A lot of people couldn't make it. We had 62 people there Sunday, which was a good that's turnout. Yeah, a, lot of people, yeah. a lot of people couldn't make it, so we did a podcast on it. Walt, uh, and I, he's retired Department of Treasury, he follows a lot of this information, and he's privy to, uh, Walt and I are privy to a lot of information through groups that we're in. So we just wanted to get that information out about uh, how bad the threat is right now and what people need to do to prepare uh, for that, especially with different tools, food, uh, medication, how you prepare your house. And we've talked about it before on, on your show about, you know, what they need to do. Well, and we have they a whole show on Sundays that just deals with sustainable living. How do you prepare if you have yeah. to be without electricity, without, for you know, for three months? What do you do? Yeah. And so let Glenn, me ask uh, you a question just real quick uh-huh. before we go to there. You You yeah. mentioned how many people you had turn out um what does that tell you because because you've you've been doing this a long time and there are times that people are hosting absolutely free events where people can and it's like pulling teeth to get anybody to attend don't you think that's reflective of people waking up a little bit yeah it is we we did this a couple years ago a national security briefing and we had we had about 100 people in the parking lot we had 62 people. It was cold and windy. We did it inside my office, my training facility this time. 
and uh, and we turned a lot of people away. That's why we did the podcast. But yes, there are a lot more people on board that are realizing this is a reality. This is actually happening right now, and and people are getting on board. Um, my text message and social media, a lot of questions about what do we do? What do we do? So we'll probably try to have something again uh, in a few weeks, trying to hit the people that could not come out. <clears throat> but I will tell you also, I had some phone calls from some people. I'm not going to be able to make it that day because we want to take the kids to the park. And I'm like, wow. I, <laughs> I, I understand family time is important on Sunday, but... You've got to protect the family. Can right. you just give two hours to come out to this briefing? That's your first and, responsibility, and is to care for your family. You're you right. Know, you're right. And be but well informed. I heard some, yeah, a couple of families wanted to go to the movies, and they didn't want to come to the briefing. And and, and I, get, I get it. Family that's their choice, important. I guess. You that's know. right. I mean, my that's wife right. and I right now are just, we were talking last evening. I mean, do we want to plan anything anytime in the next 90 days that would have us... In a public setting, I'm I'm not so sure. Yeah, I, I'm big on um, the, the one of the definitions of terrorism is that they intimidate us right. so we won't live our lives. And so I, I encourage people: we can't live in fear. You know, I went out last week to Chicago and then Cincinnati, uh, Ohio, at probably the worst time that I could probably be traveling with threats, with mm-hmm. threat assessment. But you know what? You can't shut down your lives. You have to you have to continue on. So I would tell people, don't live in fear or paranoia. Continue to do what you do, but situational awareness. Yeah. Watch the location. See if that location that you're visiting has proper security. Um, and uh, and carry concealed mm-hmm. with a couple extra magazines. You know, you're not these guys when they do strike, they're going to strike hard and fast, and they're going to have superior firepower than a handgun. Mm-hmm. So um, so you know I. I'm carrying a couple extra magazines now because you just don't know what's going to happen. And again, not fear or paranoia, but just be prepared. A lot of those people in Israel probably had no idea that was coming. Israel, 2% of the population have firearms. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and of that, you can own a pistol, but not more than 50 rounds. Those terrorists knew that. And and they rely on that. And what I was going to tell you also, Glenn Balblitz from your show was... Mm -hmm. uh, was there uh, that night? Yeah. He's got. He's a. He. You know. You guys know. Preaching to the choir. He's got a lot of experience, and he talked about somebody. I asked about an EMP, uh, and Glenn's got an electrical yeah. uh, background. And somebody was asking, "Well, these devices that go on your cars and your house that would stop an EMP?" And uh, his opinion and my opinion also was that, uh, and he's the expert on it. But it was that an EMP is going to fry every wire in your house or your car. So most of the time those, I wouldn't recommend wasting your money right. on a device like that. And, and, and also if it doesn't work, who do you have to fall back on? You can't return the item because at that time the world is upside down. Right. right. Yeah. So I, I, I just wouldn't waste the money. I, I think I'd put the money towards food, um, uh, superior firepower, which is an AR, you know, Walt locally, we got a good resource here locally, Walt, Bennett, um, and he's building AR-15s right now at cost. Mm-hmm. You can't find that anywhere locally or in the country to get an AR-15 built at cost. And part of the part of the build, he'll take you to the range and uh, and completely get you dialed in with that uh, Good to that know. gun. Yeah. Well, thank you so it's much the for tool that we're for the AR is the defensive yeah. tool that we're going to need. Yeah. 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 yeah just just quickly for those that want to 
to get to your podcast? What's going to be the best way? The, the easiest way, I've made it easy. Go to my website, T4Tactics, the letter T, the number 4Tactics.com, and up at the top, click on Podcast. Boom, it'll take you there. It's about 43 minutes, but it's really, really good information that a lot of people don't think about. Okay. All right. Hey, Marco, thank you for always uh, yep. keeping us informed. Thank you for what you guys do. I appreciate you getting the information out there. Marco Gabber from T4 Tactics. And we have Sustainable Living with Glenn Boblitz on Sunday mornings at 8 o'clock WIQO. The Morning Jam with Janet and Mark, 6 to 9 a.m. Turn on The Morning Jam with Janet and Mark, 6 to 9 a.m. It is 6.54. We have uh, Walt uh, of the previous mentioned uh, person in our conversation with Marco Galbraith. He's with WDD Builds. He's the one that builds the uh, AR-15s, the custom ones at cost. Good morning, Walt. Good morning. So just just so we know who, who we're talking with, we've had you on the air before, but just give us a quick bio of your your past, what, what brings you to the table with the experience you've had. Sure. I'm a retired special agent with U.S. Treasury. I was with them for 33 years. In the last four and a half years, so it's 38 years altogether, but the last four and a half years with State Department Diplomatic Security Service and during the course of my work with Treasury, I was working on Joint Terrorism Task Force for about 11 years, so I'm pretty familiar with who all the uh, players are present day with what's going on in the Middle East. And what's, what sparked this whole thing, me reaching out to Marco, was this new term that, that we had uh, that we brought up this morning. Janet had the story about, was it trans... Uh, transnational. Transnational, you know, theft. Yeah. We, we've arrested mm-hmm. in Campbell County three... Uh, folks, uh, Trump would call bad hombres from uh, over the border, and it's part of a ring. And, uh, you know, this is just part of the greater, I think, in my mind, uh, reach into our country through terrorism. Let's, I think I, I think it qualifies for that. Well, it, it seems to be. Uh, I don't know that much about uh, the players involved other than their names. and seems suspect. And Marco and I were talking about that. Um, these could be cartel members, maybe something didn't pay crossing the border they're there to enforce uh payment but uh i don't know that at this point in time but the border is wide open so we do have a lot of bad actors coming across uh fentanyl human trafficking sex trafficking uh you know minors being trafficked so it's it's a big mess right now we uh we have a lot of folks out there who uh, and we don't want to be alarmist we don't want people to you know just just to think that the world's coming to an end and but we do want people to be educated and and protected um in your opinion what is the best place for people to start when they're wanting to to arm themselves where do they begin well i think having a concealed carry permit is paramount right Uh, you know marco uh, is very good at uh, you know obtaining people or having people obtain their concealed carry permits but also uh, you know, I think with what we're facing right now, something more formidable like an AR-15, because 
if things go the way that they're going right now, we're going to have a lot of problems in the country, and 9-11 is going to be busy. Uh, people aren't going to be uh, expecting the police, or they will expect the police, but uh, the police are going to be tied up if uh, things hit the fan, as they say. So something with uh, AR-15 and a 5.56 uh, caliber, you know, I think would be ideal because I've had builds that I've done for people, uh, you know, women, whether they're, uh, you know, some even grandmothers, actually, they had pistols they weren't that good with, but uh, you give them an AR-15, it's amazing how good they are at 25 to 50 yards and fairly rapid fire. So, you know, after they get over the intimidation factor because of all the bad press, uh, you know, they're... Uh, very surprised at how light recoil it is and how accurate they are and uh, how good of a home defense weapon it can be. Can you dispel one of the things that the media loves to to use? AR, assault rifle. Can, can you straighten that out for me? Well, actually, AR came from Armalite. It's the company that made them, and it was the, their 15th uh, reiteration of their design, so that's where AR-15 comes from. Right. So, uh, it doesn't stand for assault rifle, and when you think about it, uh, typically a 5.56 five, uh, uh, caliber barrel is a 55 grain bullet, and typically a 9 millimeter is uh, 115 to 147 grain bullets. So, uh, you know, a 5.56, five, uh, the bullet size is uh, significantly about half of what a 9 millimeter typically is that one would carry. And it travels at a greater velocity, about 2,400 feet per second. And, uh, you know, it can be lethal, just like any gun. But uh, what the advantage is with an AR-15, you have a 30-round magazine, and it gives you uh, formidable uh, firepower. Well, we're up against the the break, but now that I've got the right phone number for you, I will reach out to you. We'd love to have you in for an interview and talk about some of this stuff in a long-form interview. You bet. All right. That's uh, Walt. He's uh, checking in. WDD builds. They build AR-15s. Janet and I'll be back after the news. It is 7 o'clock. The Morning Jam with Janet Rose and Mark Lamb.